Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. In the studio. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Is that what you got? Yeah. Okay, that's why I have two. So it really nice. is. Okay, welcome everybody to the Silver Screen Redemption. This is our comedy podcast where we create subjectively necessary sequels to our favorite movie franchises. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Uh, hey, Brian. Hey, Houston. I want to do something that we haven't done yet in the show. Okay. I want to kind of like follow up on our adventure that we've had with trying to get our last movie on the ground. Okay. So last week we talked about The Lady Killers starring Gal Gadot oh, and so Daisy good. Ridley. I would say an un- unqualified success. Yeah. Unqualified success. Absolutely like a great movie, Lady Killers. A, a small hiccup. It it was not released. Yes. Um, It was not by a major studio anyway. But we uh, we did have some small art house releases. Uh, got some great reception there. Okay, so we can expect it on the indie side of films. Yeah, yeah. Maybe appearing fun, at Sundance. Yeah, very. It was very. Oh, it was ooh perfect for Sundance. Okay, I think that will be this Lady Killers movie. I think it's exactly what the indie film industry is looking. Yeah, for. I mean, it's one of those movies that you get some big stars that need to take a break from, you know, big summer. It, Really, it felt like it should have been a summer blockbuster, but just when when it came down to it in the in the making of Gal, you know, she said to me, you know, I feel like there's a lot of heart in this. I don't I don't think we take this that route. We go we go to Sundance. Well, and Sigourney Weaver, who's like the lead actress in this yes. movie, she came up to me and she's like, "Hey, I think we could go Oscar bait with this. Let's bring on Meryl Streep." Is like that was a surprise. Yeah, yes. I was and she signed expecting on. that. She was very excited. She had her outfit and everything ready to go. Oh yeah, she even like helped us with the screenplay writing. She's just, she's amazing. So yeah, look for that on the downside of. Like, yeah, you'll probably never see it, right? You're not probably if you're listening to podcasts, you're a little probably a little too mainstream uh, to see it. But uh, ah, very successful movie, R- raked in lots of goodwill. I think for the for the studio, was do we have like a name for our for our studio? I feel like we sort of need that. We need to be. I mean, Silver Screen Redemption is nice. That's the name of the podcast. Well, I know we talked about the Silververse as like our yes. cinematic universe. What about the Silver Studio? Silver Studio. Silver or Redemption Studio. Redemption is nice. We'll have to think about that. Redeem Team Studio. Redeem Team Studio. It's, I I want sort of our bad robot, you know? Yeah. Ever you think you heard bad robot, you think JJ Abrams. Exactly. What are people gonna think when they think about us? You know? What's that name? That Redemption Studio, definitely Brian and Houston at work. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, thanks for the update. I'm yeah, anytime, anytime. I'll uh, I I feel like transparency is important for our shareholders and you know our stakeholders and our corn on the cob holders. Yep, very important, <laughs> very very important. I ran out of holders. Um, so this week 
we wanted to dip our toes into that dark universe. That that's dark, kinda, dark universe. That super dark universe with the mummy coming out. Loved it. Tell Did you like it? Yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long what, time. What was your favorite part? I really loved when Tom Cruise came onto the film and he's like, hey, this is actually tied into Edge of Tomorrow. And apparently, like, the events of that, because he was going back in time so many times, it caused a riff in the time-space continuum. That and that's what awoke the mummy. That was what really surprised I, me. You know, I actually didn't pick up on that. Now that yeah. you mention it, ah, that makes a lot of sense. What was your favorite part of the movie? I just, I loved when, I loved all the nods to Brendan Fraser. I thought that was really fun. Uh, when people would call Tom Cruise's character, what was his name again? Oh, I think it's Brendan in the movie. Like, they just call him Brendan. Well, it's, I, you may have missed that. They called him that as a joke. They'd say, hey, Brendan, oh, I mean, oh, sorry, I meant, I meant whatever your real name is in the movie, which is... Tom, I'm pretty sure. Nick. Nick Morton. Well, I think that was also a joke. I think that probably was a joke. They too. call him Nick. I mean Tom. Sorry, sorry. I mean Tom. Brendan. I mean Fraser. I just I felt like it was a nice nod to the original 1999. Well, not the original original, but the the 1999 classic, The Mummy, starring that everyone, starring Brendan Fraser. Grew up with. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, I loved the other homage that they gave to that movie, and they just had like the dust face chasing him for about ten minutes. That was good. It was a like, little long. A little long, but it's one of those where, like, it's going, it's going, and you're having fun, and then you lose interest, and then the excitement of it returns. It's yeah, like I mean, if you've got Tom Cruise, he got to have him running for a while. Yeah. If you're going to pay that big Tom Cruise money, you got to get some running shots. Does ten all, minutes of him. His own stunts. And those stunts include running for ten minutes, um, punching actual mummies in museums. <laughs> yeah, that was weird, too. There were lo- non-live mummies he was punching. They were just laying there, and he's just like, oh, just in case. Yeah. And you um, could tell that they didn't talk to the curators before, because they came out screaming. Yeah, that was you could tell that was not scripted. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Very improv The other thing, Ben Stiller was there, working at the museum. And I don't think that was planned either. I think he might just be working at a museum these days. It was him, and I... Who else is in that movie? There's like many <laughs> Spartans. I was gonna say Robin Williams, but I didn't want to dampen. He did the not. Mood. He didn't appear in this one, uh, and that's really when I felt it. I did. I didn't pick up on that. Maybe it's because those little Spartans that those. It's Owen Wilson, right? Owen Wilson's the cowboy. Owen oh, Wilson's the cowboy. Okay. And then Octavius is played by a different actor. Yeah, I I just didn't notice that because they were so tiny. They were very tiny. Yeah, they didn't zoom in on them like you like you see in Night at the Museum. They were just there. You could see him on Ben Stiller's shoulder. Oh, and that was another surprise. At the end of the movie, during the credits, it was revealed the full title is The Mummy, colon, A Night at the Museum with a Mummy. Yes, yes. Very interesting. Well, because they didn't get into the whole mummy thing enough with Night at the Museum. Also, I love that they didn't cut from any shots. Like One shot, yeah. Yeah, it's just one shot take the whole movie. And like sometimes you'd see like camera guys in the background. Or, like, people bringing coffee to the director. Yeah, weird choice. Like, very weird choice. Very artsy, though. I loved it. Okay. Perfect score, 5 out of 7. I loved it. So, as you can tell, we really loved this movie. We really did. We were paid full attention it. to it. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't seen it yet. It's It, it comes out today. If you're, if you're listening to this, it's... It's been out for a while. It may be even out of theaters because we're slow at editing. But uh, 
Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. Came out last night. Uh, we're going to, but we just we just couldn't wait, right? We were just too excited. Got to dip our toes in that dark universe. We're just excited. We love Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and all their wacky friends. Oh, yeah, that was another funny part. When it turns out Russell Crowe's character is actually Javert from Les Mis. He's also Javert. I was surprised yeah. by that. Because there really aren't any true monsters in that in that film in Les Mis. No. But it turns out he's actually Dracula behind all of it. You're saying Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are also Dracula. Yes. I and didn't Javert. pick up on that. And Javert. Wow. Russell Crowe. I liked, I liked the musical number. I thought that was a nice touch. Something the mummy hasn't had. Something that yeah. was just kind of missing all these years. Well, and it, it had um, Gerard Butler returning as the Phantom in the movie as well. Oh, get that tie-in for the the rest yeah, of the Dark Universe. Exactly. What will Universal think of next? It, it felt a little out of place, but then after like three minutes into the song, I was like, you know what? Brilliant, bold choice on the director's end. The other thing that luckily I thought after three minutes in was I could listen to this song for. About twelve more minutes, because that's that's how long it went. So yeah. it, was, it was a good thing I was I was really feeling it. I think that's what the feedback they got. Yeah, in the test screenings. Yeah, three minutes is good, but that's when you're just sort of getting into it. Okay, so I think we should actually start pitching. The okay, movie cool. Instead of pitching this <laughs> fake movie that we saw, we're not pitching it. We're just we're using our imaginations to exactly. This is what they did before movie theaters. They imagined that they saw the movies exactly before radio. They would just like sit there. In a box, kind of like SpongeBob style. Yes, and just like imagine everything, and it would come true. That's one thing we haven't mentioned. We are fil- we are recording this this podcast from a cardboard box in our front yard. Exactly. Just it's, kidding. We're in a this studio. is really good audio quality. Really good audio for a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, so what are we going to do with this? how are, How are we going to redeem this? Not that I. This is one that I. I don't know if it needs redemption, but. We're here for you anyway. Well, it's rocking at like a super high 17% on Rotten Tomatoes right yeah, now. Yeah, 17%. Nice prime number. Yeah. That's always something you want to look for. That's, yeah. Let's try to get it to the highest prime number that sits Whoa. in 100%. Which it, uh, everyone knows is 91. Is that true? Whoa, it might be. I don't know. I'm going to take your word on it. Let's pitch a movie that is for sure going to get 91% critics rating so so like really good but not like too good yeah it's 97 okay so it needs to be top of the line yeah 97 is what we're shooting like that's higher than most because we do on a prime number on rotten tomatoes that's higher than most movies that win best picture well and most of the movies we make are of that caliber so that's true i mean we did already get an early nomination for uh, Daisy Ridley's performance as best supporting actress in Lady Killers in Lady last Killer, week. She did great. It's not even recorded yet, filmed or anything. But it's it, doing very well at Sundance. Exactly. Let's figure out the direction we want to go with this. Do we want to go like direct sequel, Mummy 2? Um, do we want to go like another solo movie with the Dark Universe? Because we got a st- yeah. star stud caster. We got um johnny depp is the invisible man we got javier bardem as frankenstein angelina jolie as his wife or bride i guess is the technical term um we got the rock as the wolf man you know here's where i'm here's where my mind is going as we talk about this uh most of these characters were originated a long time ago right we've yeah we've seen several versions of these movies they're almost always from the perspective of someone facing them Right, okay. they're monsters. They're the yeah. bad guys. 
I think we need to flip it. Interesting. We may need to literally flip the script on this one. Do we go like... I want to know, who was the mummy back in Egypt times? Interesting. Right? Like, was maybe he was when a When everyone a was a mummy. Well, not everyone. It wasn't very democratized oh. at the time, but... Oh, that's how I always envisioned Egypt. <laughs> everyone walking around wrapped up in toilet paper? Exactly. No, this was actually before toilet paper, so... Oh, okay. So that's not possible. Um, so... Yeah, like, wouldn't that be fun to have, like, an old Egyptian movie? And it yeah. sort of explains, like... Here's why we mummified them. Right, you get a little history lesson on the Egyptology of it all. Because that's definitely what we need in the Dark Universe well, when to explain you're in, all this. When you're in sixth grade and you're and you're ha- learning about Egyptology in, in school, I don't know why we had such a prominent unit about Egyptology, but we did. It's okay. I had one about dragons in my seventh oh, grade that's class. That's awesome. So, you know, school system's great school sometimes. System. Um. Yeah, Egyptology is one that always surprised me as being like a major need to know topic uh-huh. in elementary school, but I was into it. So I mean, like we just get to see the lives of everyday, everyday. Oh, what if it's like it'll be like a superhero movie, but set in that was already done, wasn't it? There was like a superhero movie, but they were like gods in ancient Egypt. There was I a think movie. it was called Gods, the of gods Egypt. of Egypt. I think that was a thing. I think that's another movie we need to redeem sometime. <laughs> okay. Anyways. I, I don't know if I want to revisit. I like this idea of like who was the mummy's mummy, but I don't the know. Mummy's if, like the mummy's mother. Yes, mummy of mummy. Yeah, but I I kind of want to lean away from the mummy direction. Oh, cause, interesting. Because I feel like I've seen more mummy movies than any other monster. I kind of want to explore. Um, when's the last time you saw like a creature of the Black Lagoon movie? I have not ever. Yeah, has there that, ever been a remake of that? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I can only picture the one in the black and white That might classic. be reaching a little too far. Maybe. So maybe like somewhere between, um, on the obscurity level, somewhere between The Mummy and the spin-off spawn of Creature of the Black Lagoon, as far as like obscurity knowledge, how many movies have been made about it. Yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think I think it's completely unrelated, but I, I think it it walks that line. I think we save that when right. we. I think we need to build the monsters first, and then we okay. go monsters versus aliens remake, oh. gritty reboot that ties into of this the dark. DreamWorks picture. Yeah, monsters versus aliens. Because by aliens this time, Universal is going to buy out DreamWorks or vice versa, so they're going to absorb all those problems. I like that. I like that. Okay, that's that's our down so, the line. So we'll stay vision. dark universe monsters. That kind of thing right now. Yes. But just you wait. I think eventually all our movies will tie together in the 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 Silververse. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Great. So on the count of three, I think we should just both pitch a monster we want to see. And just like... Here, I'll pull up a list so we we have actually the the actual set. Okay. Okay. So just to read some of these off, we've said a lot of them. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Van Helsing... Okay, I got mine. Okay. On the count of three, we say our monsters. Okay. So, one, two, three, and then go okay. is when we say it. Okay. On the go or after the go? On the go. That doesn't make any sense. Someone so, we go one, go. two, three, and then when we would say go is when got we say it. our monster. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Count Wolf Chocula. Girl. Wolf girl? Is that a thing? It is now. Okay, well, I picked Count Chocula, so. I, I kind of like that, actually. 
those can tie in, right? The Ghost of Frankenstein. Wait, hold what? on. There's a 1942 movie called The Ghost of Frankenstein. I think that's our actual winner. I think it's. I think we're rebooting The Ghost of Frankenstein, the 1942 fantasy science fiction film. Okay, let's get a plot synopsis on One this. One hour, seven minutes. We can double that. Yeah, we can. No, we'll do Wikipedia over IMDb. Sorry, IMDb. Wikipedia is better at summaries. Based upon characters in Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein and features Lon Chaney Jr. as the monster taking over from Boris Karloff, who also, Lon Chaney also plays Phantom of the Opera. So that could be cool. They just call him the monster in this. So maybe we'll change that to Phantom of the Opera and tie him in because it'll still be Lon Chaney taking over from Boris Karloff, who played the role in the first three films of the series and Bella Lugosi in his second and final appearance as the demented Igor. The supporting cast features Lionel Atwill, Cedric Hardwick, Ralph Bellamy and Evelyn Anchors. I'm even more unfamiliar with these actors than I usually am. Okay, let's do the we'll do first paragraph of this plot here. Okay. The residents of the village of Frankenstein feel they are under a curse and blame all their troubles on Frankenstein's monster. Rumors circulate about Igor, who is still alive and supposedly trying to revive the monster. The villagers pressure the mayor into allowing them to destroy Frankenstein's castle. Igor, Bella Lugosi, attempts to put up some resistance, but the villagers rush the gates and begin to destroy the, ca- to destroy the castle. Igor, fleeing through the catacombs, finds the monster released from his sulfuric tomb by the explosions. The exposure to the sulfur weakened the monster but also preserved him. Unseen by the villagers, Igor and the monster flee the castle to the surrounding countryside. There they encounter a powerful thunderstorm. The monster is struck by a bolt of lightning, but instead of being harmed by it, he seems to be rejuvenated. Igor decides to find Ludwig, the second son of the original Frankenstein, to help the monster. Okay. I think that's where it's the same, and then we don't read anymore, and we just pitch our reboot from there on out. I like that. Okay. I want to get the casting first. Okay. Just based off characters. So I say we stick with the Dark Universe and just skip the Frankenstein movie and just go to Ghost Frankenstein. So I think we keep Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. uh, We're assuming they're going to keep it fairly, you know, vanilla Frankenstein movie like you'd expect. Yeah. Okay. So we set up Frankenstein, creates a monster who is not named Frankenstein- but we'll we may actually get call him Frankenstein just because or Frankenstein Frankenstein um okay so we know the basic story Dr. Frankenstein makes this monster and everyone hates him and they kill him yes and that's all we really didn't need to know from the first one yes because exactly. now the story of this one is Igor's still there who is played by Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> did he play Igor or did he play Victor Frankenstein in that movie? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's Victor Frankenstein, but I think that would be a good callback to make him Igor. Yeah. He seems like an Igor. Okay, Daniel Radcliffe playing Igor. That wasn't a reference. I didn't know he was in any Frankenstein related movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. It's a movie called Victor Frankenstein, and I'm pretty sure he is Victor. Interesting. Okay. Well, Daniel Radcliffe, look at that sick movie reference I just made. Yeah. Props to you, Brian. <laughs> I just think he'd. I think he'd be fun in the role. Yeah, I, I always think of oh, Igor yeah. like young Frankenstein Igor. You know how I envision him? I envision him looking like in the Chambers of Secret, and Chambers by, of Secrets, and by the that Harry, Harry Potter's movie. Yeah, the spinoff from a Chamber of Secrets. Yes, Chambers of Secrets too. <laughs> now there's two basilisks. Exactly. They're actually a dual-ended basilisks. Oh, fancy! Sort of an Ouroboros. Also, maybe a good monster movie. I think that should be the big bad in this movie. The Ouroboros. I yeah. like that. Okay. Okay. So, before we get ahead of ourselves, 
I envision Daniel Radcliffe looking like the halfway point between when he's turning into Goyle okay. with the Polyjuice Potion. So he's yes. like all bulgy and, and bubbly and whatnot, but he still looks like Daniel Radcliffe, but like a more yeah, lumpy. disfigured, lumpy version of himself. Okay, I like that. Because that's kind of how I envision Igor with a hunchback. We can give him that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is Javier Bardem, is he playing the monster or is he playing Frankenstein? I'm pretty sure he's the monster. He's the monster he itself. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, who's going to play Dr. Frankenstein? Is Dr. Frankenstein still alive in this in this I, scenario? I think it's just cameo at the beginning. Well, okay. He, he dies. A, a short role. Short role. Where he dies. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, so this is introducing a Ludwig Frankenstein. The son of Frankenstein. The son of Frankenstein. The son of, yeah, son of Frankenstein. Which is not young Frankenstein. Unfortunately. Right. Which is not Gene Wilder, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, that would be a great get. I would love that. Um, Too bad. Yes. Okay. Ludwig Frankenstein, though. Um, how about Ludwig Frankenstein, Frankenstein, however he's going to pronounce his name, is played by Benjamin Stiller, Ooh. also known as Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. I actually really like that. So I was actually thinking Johnny Depp because because Willy Wonka man. because he took over for Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Okay, but that is not but but because he's the Invisible or, Man, oh, let's not oh, do that. Oh, here's what we do: Invisible Man, new origins is actually the son of Doctor Frankenstein. I love it. Okay, there we oh go. Oh my gosh! So we're setting up the universe even more. Is there even an explanation of how the Invisible Man became that way? I read the first like. Ten pages, because it was a free ebook. I mean, they've gone back and like done new renditions of the story. All right, but in our version, it's an experiment where he is trying to like figure out a way to like cover up the blemishes and the disfigurations of Frankenstein, and by Frankenstein, I mean the monster. Yes, but he goes too far, and it gets rid of all the blemishes, and he turns invisible. Cool. And that is in the climax of the scene. Of wait, this wait, 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 hold on. That's is it it's the original Dr. Frankenstein doing that, or that's No, Ludwig. Ludwig doing this on himself, and it's Johnny Depp. Exactly. Yeah, Johnny Depp. He just keeps ending up in our movies. He really does. I mean, he does that in Hollywood too. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. He just keeps showing up. <laughs> he is the invisible man who just like sneaks on. <laughs> that's why they picked him. Yeah. You he don't, just sneaks onto the studio, and then he's like, oh, you thought Colin Farrell was going to be Grindelwald? <laughs> nope. Surprise. Actually, it's Johnny Depp. In the role of Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp. I I love, I want to see the end credits. Greg, Greg, uh, Gregorijevich, however his first name what? is. I, Gellert? Gellert. That's the one. I was thinking of, like, Gorovich, but I think that's a different Harry Potter. That's a, yeah, that's someone. Maker. Grigor is someone who works at the ministry. Or something he's like that. He's one of the people that I think Ron and Harry impersonate when they go to the ministry. He's either that or he's like the Eastern European wandmaker. Yeah, it could be it. Something like that. I want to see, like, Gellert Grindelwald played by Colin Farrell played by Johnny played Depp. Played by Johnny Depp. Or was it – it was really Colin Farrell as Johnny Depp as Gellert Grindelwald. Yes. Anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Colin Farrell is going to play Vic- – Ludwig Frankenstein, just kidding. Played by Johnny Depp. Played by Johnny Depp. But actually, it's just Johnny Depp. We don't need to add that complication in here. Okay. We're already complicating it enough as it is. All right. So, 
He he's working on the monster. The we come into the story. Can they do if, the monster mash? They do the mash. I think the monster mash should they be in all the of these monster. movies. That should be the opening credit. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I think Count Chocula also. I think that was a valid addition. I think he. Oh, I I absolutely do. Maybe just the cereal. Maybe just the actual cereal. That'll just. It'll be an ill. It's going scene. to be a little Easter egg in all the Dark yeah. Universe movies, and then it turns out the big bad at the end of all these is, is Count the, is the real Count Chocolate, Chocula, Boo Berry, and Frankenberry. Yes, I like it, and I think there's another one, but I don't remember it. Anyway, anyways, okay. So we come in. He's working on the monster again, and Igor is like, "Hey, what you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, don't bother me. I'm working on my monster." And then. Uh, Igor does something to screw up um, Johnny Depp's formula, which turns him into the Invisible Man. Like by accident, you mean? Well, or is I think he trying that, to sabotage? Him? I think he's trying to sabotage him because Igor has more love for this monster okay. than than Ludwig. Than Ludwig, because Igor was there from the beginning with Victor trying to work on this, okay. and so he's mad and a little resentful that Ludwig steps in. He's like. Oh, I ditched my father, but I'm mm. back to finish his work. Yeah, I like that. And so he tries to sabotage him. Just messes Maybe up. not sabotage. He's there to, like, stop him. But then he has, there's, like, an accident, and he knocks over a vial. And, exactly. and now, now there's part of the monster is now not visible. Actually, the vial is too potent that it just, like, instead of just invisible, it just turns him into a ghost. The ghost of Frankenstein. Yes. I like it. And that's how we get to... Uh, the meat of this story per se and so at this point the villagers are very mad at the monster but they think they've killed it yes they're mad at the doctor and they have killed him mm-hmm. um, but they're still feeling like ooh, like i like i still don't feel easy about this whole thing like i feel like we're still not safe here let's kill igor right because they know you know igor now and igor and igor has kind of this moment where He's, like, talking to the monster and is like, hey, I revived you. I made you in ghost form so you could live forever. And so he kind of, like, manipulates um, Frankenstein's ghost into, like, doing his bidding. And we see this dark side of Igor that we've never seen before. Because he's always, like, comedy relief kind of Yeah, he's sort of the wacky, you know, side character. So we see this third dimension to his character. Okay. And then, so he sends the ghost of Frankenstein. Keep wanting to say that Frankenstein to okay. uh, to go seek revenge on the village, and, and he tells them like this, they're the ones that killed you. Yeah, and because of this ghostly nature of him, because he's not a ghost, right? Like he's not dead. He is a ghost, but but Igor is hoping they'll just be spooked enough to just leave it alone. Yeah, right. Like they won't think it's they're just seeing things. He's got this translucent quality to him. Let's just stay away from the castle. Because, obviously, attacking it just causes more problems. I think we have this montage. That's Igor's intention. Of Frankenstein's ghost spooking people at first under Igor's intention. One of the scenes is, like, someone's sitting down to eat their bowl of Frankenberry, and they go to eat it, and then out of the cereal comes Frankenstein's head, and he goes, boo. Wait, can he actually pass through other things? Well, I think he can if he's a ghost, right? Oh, I guess so. I thought he wasn't a ghost. I thought he just looked like a ghost. Is he a ghost? We need to get this straight. I thought he was a ghost because... But you said he wasn't dead. I think the potion turned him into a ghost. Can you become a ghost without dying? For the sake of this movie, yes. Okay, cool. 
Glad we got the canon established here. Oh, I think what happened is we left off with um, the monster being destroyed because the villagers were angry at Frankenstein. Right. And so they killed it. And the whole idea of this is Giant Depp's trying to bring it back. And Igor wants to stop Giant Depp and steal his work. And got it. he screws up the potion. That's why it turns him into a ghost. And then Giant Depp tries to fix it. And instead, it turns him invisible. And that's how we get that side story to build up to the next Okay, perfect. That's a lot better. Kay. I got caught up on the Invisible Man, and so I was treating Frankenstein just like a bigger, weirder, Invisible Man. Okay. Gotcha. So okay. Got, now we have Javier Bardem running around, but he's a ghost. Yes. But like normal movie ghost rules, he can choose when he interacts with matter, right? And sometimes he doesn't, and he pops up. And he So when he's popping up through this bowl of cereal, is he just being wacky? Yeah, I think that's the intentions at first, because Igor, like, he hates Ludwig, but he can kind of understand where the villagers are coming from, and so he just wants to, like, have a good, fun time with them, because, like, now they can't hurt the ghost. Yeah. And so he can just, like, sit there and be like, I'm just having fun with you. Yeah. But it doesn't work out. Does Ludwig just run off at this point, and then we see him later in Invisible Man? I think he runs off for now. Let's not, like, cut him out completely, because he could still come back. Okay. So Igor is using this ghost to sort of torture the I have the village people. An idea. Okay. Okay. Johnny Depp gets pissed. And so he's the now the invisible man. No, his character. Okay, cool. I Ludwig. thought we were doing one of those things again. Oh, no, no. Where no, it's no. actually about the actors. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. He gets pissed and he sees like Frankenstein's running around and he's having this spooky time with people. And he's trying to like be playful and whatnot. And because like they can't kill him now. So like right. he can do that and just realize he's a big, friendly, uh, fun loving ghost. So Igor's Ego, so- doing two things here. He's torturing them, sort of, right? Like, like yeah. Why would he attack me? But he's he's showing him, trying to prove he's not he's not dangerous. Exactly. Okay. Johnny Depp's upset. So he's like, okay, well, Igor screwed me over. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run around and pretend I actually am the ghost because oh. he's visible now. And he's yes. going to wreak havoc on the village. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. And so every there will be stuff floating around and people are like, what's going on? And then like a knife is in their arm and then he's like, I'm the ghost of Frankenstein. <laughs> and he just runs off. And he runs invisible. off. Exactly. Oh, man. That's so good. And so now we have this whole story of, like, misunderstanding being set up to be accused of something just because you're different. Yeah. So something I love about this, but maybe isn't the best, you know, movie-making, storytelling thing is I have no idea who I'm rooting for. Who is, like, no one seems good in this scenario. Everyone's just kind of... I feel like... Running around doing stuff. I I feel like we naturally kind of made Igor and Ghost Frankenstein, like... The heartfelt protagonist. They're tortured and they're, yeah, like they've suffered. Yeah. So we sympathize with them and like we see that their intentions aren't the worst intentions. Yeah. Okay. And we kind of connect with them as the main protagonist. Okay. So their main goal now is now that Ludwig is, is upset and he's going around and actually hurting and killing people, they're trying to stop him. Yes. Okay. I like that. So... At first, I feel like Igor and Ghost Frankenstein are just trying to convince people, like, no, 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 that's not us. I don't know what's going on, but we wouldn't have done this. And I think behind the curtains, you can have Igor and Ghost Frankenstein having this mistrust issue where Igor's like, why did you do that? And he's like, I didn't do it, but you're a monster. Of course you did it. And so their friendships hurt. Can the Invisible Man at will reveal himself? 
Or he's he is completely he's completely the only way to appear to people is covering himself. Exactly, that's part of his problem. Yeah, Um, and maybe he hasn't figured that out yet. Okay, right? He like he'll eventually get get there where he's got his gauze and he's got his hat and yeah, he's got his whole look. But at this point, he like cannot appear to these people. He is just a voice. He can touch them, right? He can like uh huh. I think it all it should come down to like a debate. Like it feels like it's going to build to a battle. But then it actually builds to just like a town hall meeting. Everyone gets together and they're like, let's figure this out. Okay. Where do we go from there? I think that's... I like that idea I think that's the final stage, I like, though. Oh, here's what we do. Uh, we recall back to A Few Good Men in like a court drama situation. And they're having this big dramatic town hall meeting. Like, what do we do in this situation? Tom Cruise off of The Mummy comes in and is like, hey... I've dealt with monsters before that can't be trusted. And so he's the one who's like swaying everyone to go against the monster. And that's where this, we tie it into the mummy movie. Yeah. But then like, he actually has an influential role on this progression towards attacking the monsters. Oh, I like it. How does this tie in then? If later in the universe, these are all going to be the monsters that we're fighting. Cause right now we're rooting for, uh, the ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is there's just like this continual like build up, build up. And like he's just like at first, I'm just a ghost. I'm just a ghost. I'm trying to do it. Be nice and whatever. And then eventually he just breaks. And so like he becomes this monster of a person and just wreaks havoc and destroys the whole town. And then that's where the movie ends off with, with this cliffhanger of like. And he just limps away, right? Yeah. Igor's dead. I think Igor dies. Yes. Oh, he kills Igor. Oh, he's super mad. Like, Igor Igor. used me. Like, exactly. He, he was using me for his own selfish purposes to protect himself from the villagers. Exactly. I can't believe he did this to me. I killed, I killed Daniel Radcliffe. Javier Bardem kills Daniel Radcliffe in this movie. That'd be a good epic scene. This sounds like a good movie. I think we got that 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think we got it. Um, Okay. Should we take it to the studio? I think we're ready. Let's do that. We kind of got to that one quick. It just just felt right. Yeah. Let's see what the studio has to say. Brian, do you want to explain studio demands for us? Okay. So as you know, we're a very prestigious studio here at Redemption Studios, name pending. Um, And like in any movie studio, the, the directors have one vision. The writers have a vision. Uh, but in the end, the studio has sort of final say. They get to green light it, make sure everything is all good. And, and a lot of times when they make changes, it doesn't go so well. Sometimes it's great. Uh, and it's no different here. So we've got a list here that we will randomly select some modifier to change this movie. And then we'll, uh, we'll see how we can work it in, see how it goes. Okay. So let's go ahead and spin the wheel of studio demands. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Directed by Wes Anderson. Okay. I love it. This is this they, is like the I, one. I feel like we already set it up perfectly. It already for this. feels like a Wes Anderson. Yes. Like the second I said it, it was like, oh, it's done. Like yeah. everything's slightly yellow tinted. Uh, but it's so oh it's, it's so got good that for like Wes pastel Anderson. coloring feel. Yes, it's so good. I love the quirky humor that goes into this. Because like that's how it starts off with. Like you've right. got, and like, it already feels sort of that old timey feel, right? Yeah. I like it. Well, and that takes care of our question that we should have brought up earlier. Like, who's going to direct this? Yeah. It's It's Wes Anderson. It's Wes Anderson, obviously. 
Which, you know, you don't expect in the, the dark universe. Yeah. But you should, because here he comes. Well, and Wes I think Anderson. that's I think that's what this dark universe needs, is it needs to be like a sarcastic dark. I like it. Oh, this is so good. I'll need like I feel like this explains itself. Like we don't even need to add on to it, or we're just gonna tarnish the image of it. We just this. did it. Like it just just it's like Wes Anderson style it, now. Listeners, if you don't know like the stereotypical things of a Wes Anderson movie, that's what we would be listing off here. So if you don't know those, just go Google them. Everything has a certain look. Um, there's a certain way people talk. Maybe we do need to include some more precocious children. I do think that's important. Yeah. Maybe some of the townspeople. I, I almost feel like we have this situation where the town is super young, as in, like, it's a college town. Oh, okay. What it's is this town movie that, set? Well, it's got to be in modern times, because that's the idea of this dark universe, oh, okay. is it's the monsters in current times. Interesting. Okay. So I feel like this town, wherever it is, I guess it would be in Romania or Eastern Europe. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I feel like they had their own like baby boomer stage. And so like now all their kids, they just have like a gajillion of them in like middle school. Okay. Oh, and they can be the kids that have you ever heard of the movie uh, Monster Squad? I haven't. It's, a bu- it's like this Goonie-esque style movie okay where it's a bunch of these kids who run around and fight the monsters i think that should be the final movie of the dark universe and this is where we set it up is because there's all these kids oh that's in this town and they see the ghost of frankenstein at work and so they're like okay we need to go recruit monster believers and go fight them this is awesome we're setting up a lot of things. This should have been the first movie in the Dark Universe. It really should have. This sets up so many good well, things. Well, it, it helps to have that Tom Cruise cameo. That's true. Uh, well, and I think we need to get like some of those Wes Anderson staple actors into this. So, like, absolutely, we need like Bill Murray to Tilda have Swinton, a, yeah, yeah, to have a cameo. I think Bill Murray should be like the mayor of the town. Tilda Swinton could be the bride of Frankenstein. Oh, they already cast Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's right. But I think if I. I think if we go to the studio with this image in mind, like the style, yeah. this vision, they'll, they'll switch her. They'll they'll drop her. We get Ray Fines as like the guy who's actually like trying to convince people that hey, these guys are actually good because I feel like Ray Fines always he typically has this this dark intent behind him. Whether yeah. it's like I know like in Grand Budapest Hotel he wasn't like a bad character, but like I always feel like. There's uh there's just bad intentions somewhere behind. I think it's just because of like Schindler's List or the Harry yeah, Potter series yeah. that I have that image. But like I think it'd be really nice to like see him break out of that role and just be this super optimistic looking for the silver lining kind of guy and like trying to lead the village. What if he's like, the mayor? Hey, what if he's the mayor? I like okay. him as the mayor. Okay. And then Bill Murray's like this skeptic in the village who's like trying to Get people to rebel. What if he's the one who calls in Tom Cruise? He's heard. He's heard about what's what happened in the Mummy. And he says, "Hey, I know this this Tom Cruise guy, Nick, whatever his name is." And maybe he says, "Hey, we've got a monster problem here too. Could you come help us out?" And I that's like how that. he gets involved. Bill Murray calls him. I like that a lot. This is all making a lot of sense. Okay. I'm just I- really satisfied with this movie. This is so good. Um, should we call it the call ghost it done? The ghost of Frankenstein is the that the ghost name of the of title? Frankenstein. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't see a need to uh, really complicate it. Ghost of Frankenstein, parentheses, 2017. I mean, yeah, because we were we are going to finish it this this year. It'll be very easy. Yeah, I I think we can do pretty low budget. Very yeah. Like I, mean, I don't think Wes Anderson's one who needs a huge budget behind him. Not. He, I, I'm pretty sure Wes Anderson's basically a wizard, and they, he just like conjures everything he needs for his movies, and it just happens. It's it is magical. Yeah, whatever it's done. Okay, we did it. I think we got it. Got it. Yep, we did it. Um, thanks for the suggestion, studio of having it directed by Wes Anderson. Good call. Because last week the studio heard us. What what happened with the studio last time? I, I can't remember, but I, no, I think it was just adding Stanley. That was a good one. It was the one before that was uh, rough. When oh, with Pirates of the Subpoena, yeah, Pirates of the Summer. Sub- Sunscreen Subpoena was uh, was rough when we changed the whole tone of the movie. Yeah, that's that wasn't right. so good. But but this one was very good. We appreciate all our our workers, all our studio studio heads that are keeping an eye out for us. Uh, okay, let's call it um, call it done. Ghost of Frankenstein. Um, if you want us to talk about a movie, come up with a sequel, uh, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Screen Redeem on Twitter. We're on Facebook, the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen's all one word. Uh, what else do we need to tell them? Um, just remember to keep sending us submissions of ideas for movies you'd like us to talk about. Um, ideas for studio demands. Studio I, demands. I, I think you just said that, but I kind of I, I think out. I forgot to say studio demands. So thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Signing off here. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. That's our sign off. similarities to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental.